What's up guys, Matt here. Uh, just want to update about, I don't know, not update really, but like, uh, I don't know, man. Today was like, like every time I have to go to the psychiatrist or like now it's a nurse practitioner, like, okay, first off, I can't, I, my psychiatrist who was seeing me like admitted that she couldn't do this profession anymore. So, which I get, cause it's like one of the hardest, prof I mean, I, Okay, I, I don't understand why parents think a doctor and some pills, like, they might help you a little bit. I'm not, okay, I'm not dissing pills 100%, but I am dissing them, dissing this this lifestyle, because we are over-diagnosed in this country, and it's always like, oh, this person has this, and, and then, oh no, it's not that, it's this. And once you're on one of these regimes or plans or whatever you want to call it, like, there's no way you can walk into a doctor's office and be like, look, I don't think I have this. I think I have this. <laughs> because they think you just have whatever's on their your, on your chart or whatever, you know, from your past. So it's just like, that's what's so fucked up about this system. So at any rate, like, I had my appointment and... and I I just have this thing where, like, I want to rant when I'm in these offices because I'm just like, look, like, I don't think I'm bipolar. I think I, think I know I've had anxiety and depression my whole life, and, which is, like, the most common things on the planet anyways. But I think this bipolar diagnosis is, like, off the charts. And, like, I don't think it's true. Even though I'm on bipolar medication. I'm not saying it's not helping me. Like, my lithium helps me, okay? I get it. But I don't think I'm bipolar. I think I'm I just anxiety and depression. And that's what I've had my entire life. And for Because he, here's why I question what I have or whatever. The main reason. Because first, it was ADD in high school. Then... Around, around 2005 was the first time I was admitted to a hospital. Then it was just bipolar from then on from 2005 the whole time. So I'm just like, like what is, like, this is why I, I fight this shit. This is why, and then of course, like, I, and then of course, you know, she, it's like they know what to say to aggravate you, these nurse practitioners sometimes. I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, but but it's like they know what to say. Like, she goes, well, I hope you enjoy the holidays coming up. And I was straight with her, and I said, look, I'm in retail. I'll be working those days. <laughs> like, I guarantee you I'll be closing, and I'll be working, and I'll get time and a half, and it'll be good. And I was trying to be positive about it. And, you know, because I said I don't drink, so I don't like the, that lifestyle anymore. So it's like, you know, I don't care about the 4th of July and getting shit-faced or whatever like I used to because I don't do that anymore. Right. So it's like, right. So I hate when nurse practitioners, like, throw that. They're just trying to be nice, like, have good holidays. But I'm like, bro, I'll be working. Like, I'm in retail. Like, I always work the holidays. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's like, because I know it's okay. It's just these people don't know who you are. 
because it's like it's almost like you see a different per I mean this time I've seen the same person twice but sometimes with these psychiatrists and shit and nurse practitioners it's like you see the same or you see different people so then you have to like re re reveal your information you know it's just crazy I don't know so I, I just like every time I have one of these appointment days I just like I went there on the way there well what was funny was Okay, I took a couple hits of weed. I'm going to get into that in a second, too. I took a couple hits of weed and then just said, fuck it, I'll bring my weed with me to the appointment. I don't care. What was funny about that is it fell out of my pocket right when we got to the VNA office in Aurora. And, of course, my mom's like, you brought that with you? You know, like that kind of shit. And I'm like, well, yeah, I don't care. And, of course, the nurse practitioner was like, you got to quit weed altogether because of pills. And I'm like, lady, I've been smoking weed on pills for 20 years, and and I don't have any extra disorders from smoking weed on my pills. So you don't know what you're talking about. I get the drinking thing. I get the drinking on pills isn't always the best idea, but I just have this feeling that marijuana is a different thing, even with medication. I just have this feeling. If I'm wrong, fair enough, but it's like, (coughs) you know, she told me back in January to quit. I didn't. She told me today to quit and I'm, or cut down and I'm like, and then of course my father, because I don't come from a family that uses marijuana that much, I'm not saying my family does every once in a while, but and but I'm an actual stoner, like a daily stoner. Like they still don't get the concept that you cough when you smoke pot. So he thinks I have this like bad, and and, and of course in these times we live in, people think a cough means you have fucking COVID. That it's like you can't even cough. So if you're a stoner, yeah, you are hated right now because people hear you cough in public and shit, and they're like, "He's sick," and you're like, "No, I'm not sick. I just coughed because I took a hit of weed." But you can't say that either around where I, at least where I'm at, I can't say that out loud because you never know what kind of busybody is fucking gonna if you said that to so you never know if they'd call the police i don't i'm I'm not i'm not trying to be paranoid i'm just saying in these rich suburbs where this stuff's not that popular and like wine and beer and that shit's a little more popular than marijuana like obviously in the poorer suburbs like villa park a lot of people smoke weed you know in like section eight and like villa park everybody smokes weed over there but what's funny is Everybody at Whole Foods smokes weed, too. And I even told the nurse practitioner lady today, I was like, look, like, I have managers that come up to me and you're going to go home and smoke some weed and chill out. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And, like, they're like, cool. And I'm supposed to not do it because I'm different and I'm mentally ill and all this. But I don't even think I'm bipolar in the fucking first place. And I think weed has done nothing but help my anxiety and my depression and it's done nothing but help that and my family's never going to see it that way which is fine I'm not like I mean it figures that I have parents like that that it's like they don't like 
oh, they want me to take like a couple hits on the weekend only. And I'm like, yeah, that's not the type of person I am. Sorry. Like, especially, and I'm not saying this because there are a lot of people out there, you guys, that have given up everything and they're saving all their money and they're not blowing it on pot or alcohol. I respect that. But I don't want to give up pot yet. Like, I'm just an honest person. And I'm not mad about how much I've spent on it or what, whatever I'm supposed to be, like, upset about. You see what I'm saying? It's just, like, that's, that's what I cannot take about Illinois. Because there's dispensaries all over, but it's still not even fucking acceptable. Like, that's what I can't take about Illinois. Like, deal with the fact that some people are just fucking potheads. And that's just how it is. It doesn't make them less of a person. It doesn't make them stupider. In fact, it may, I've, I've even read studies that marijuana helps grow brain cells. I know that's going to be an argument. Yeah, right, blah, blah. No, I'm serious. Mushrooms, mushrooms, acid, and marijuana help grow brain cells. Instead of take them away, like alcohol and cigarettes and crack and meth, and all those negative drugs, heroin, that take away brain cells. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, this is why I can't take that this plant has gotten such a bad rap since like the 50s or whatever. And that's fucking crazy, dude. Because weed is way better for you than alcohol. I don't give a fuck who loves alcohol in Chicago that much and is going to disinfite me. You don't get hung over from weed. You can function and work on weed. You don't. Your breath doesn't reek like, like a shitty substance. Yeah. So, like, whatever, man. Like, weed is the better thing. Like, I wouldn't be doing it if, I, if it was killing me or ruining my life, okay? Not at, not at 41 when, with all the knowledge and wisdom I've gained from all my experiences. No way, dude. I would never do something at this age that would harm myself and make myself have a harder life or, or harder than it already is. You know, I wouldn't do that. Maybe in my 20s I would. But you know what I'm saying? You're older now. So it's like, right. Uh, so at any rate, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's a really interesting day when you have to go to these psychiatrists because like, she's like, I'm happy you're taking your medication, but I'm, you know, basically I'm mad at you that you smoke pot. And I'm like, well, at least I take my medication and at least I quit drinking and cigarettes and all the self-destructive drugs. Like, at least I was able to overcome all that while I was alive. But nobody ever talks about that. You still smoke pot. It's just like, that's how it is. So it's like, whatever, man. (laughs) That's why I had to update tonight. Oh, also, I need to say a few things about, okay, Will, if you listen to this, I cannot do a voice message on my own podcast, which is strange, but I can't. So, Will, if you want to send me a voice message, message with, so I don't know if I said that. It's just the way I said message sounded weird. I don't know. Let me take a hit of weed. Jesus. So Will from London, who responded, which is so cool. 
And I'm sorry that anybody that listened to it that you could barely hear it. But if you put head, I'll explain it again. If you put headphones on for that one episode, you can hear it good enough. You see what I'm saying? And I re-recorded one too. So there's two up there. And I re-recorded. I have a third message from him too. You know, maybe I'll add that into this. But, uh, or whatever, another one. But, so Will, if you listen to this, Will from London, send me a voicemail with your email and I will email you uh, so we can get in touch. Because I cannot send a voice message. I tried earlier today. I cannot send a voice message to you. You can only send one to me. So hopefully you'll hear this in the next couple days. This is just the best way to communicate. This is using my, I'm just being creative using my communications degree, you guys. It's like, like this is how I'm going to get this message across to this guy across the pond. <laughs> Hilarious. So and he, he probably will listen at least by Friday. So who knows? Even if next week I can't get his, you know him, his content till next week, that's fine. I can be patient, you know? Um, also, I noticed on my iPod, which updates faster than my phone, I'm up to 4,000 plays. So that is crazy, too. 4,000 plays on this podcast. And I know I have, like, over 100 entries, so that's a lot of putting in. But I got a lot coming out, too. And, again, I appreciate that so much, you guys. I love doing this. It's just, like I said, the number one reason I do this is because it's therapy about talking about all these different aspects of life you know and what you like and what you don't like and what you're trying to learn about and what you're trying to do with yourself and what you're failing at and what you need to get better at and what you know you have to be honest with yourself about and all this shit that we go through on a daily basis but I just I can't like I know I keep doing entries so yeah I'm gonna get more plays I'm not stupid I'm saying I'm just saying like it's just so cool that, like, it just keeps going up. Because I've always, my dream is to have a project that just continuously grows over time. I don't care how long this takes or, like, how long it's supposed to take. Or do you see what I'm saying? But, uh... I just know that, (coughs) like, as a creative person, that it makes it easier to go to these stupid jobs that don't even pay enough to live on, and then you get yelled at about you spending your money on weed when you're like, whoa, I don't make enough to live on, even if I saved up enough for one month's rent, I don't ha- I'm not going to have enough for the second month's rent in an apartment. So it's like I can't do that route of life until I get... The only way I can do that route of life, you guys, is if I get a college degree job. There's no other way in Illinois. This place is so expensive. DuPage County is so... F- it's the fifth or sixth richest in the nation. I'm not making this shit up. I've known that for years. It's the fifth or sixth richest county in the nation with Naperville and Oakbrook and Hinsdale and Elmhurst. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. So, even Warrenville, there's huge houses in Warrenville, too. I know my aunt and uncle used to, just huge. 
So it's like, yeah, this county has a shit ton of money, okay? Not like, not okay, not as much as Beverly Hills or something like that in California, but it's up there. So it's like, yeah, that's the only way. If I, if, if, if everybody who knows me wants me to live the normal way, then you got to help me get a fucking college degree job. And that's not what I want, but I'm saying if, if that's what people want me to do, then people got to help me. I don't know what else to say because I can't do this on my own. So I need connections. I need hookups for a good paying gig. You know, like I'll do it. I'm a real hard working person, but if it doesn't happen, then I'm a drifter. And that's what I reminded myself last night when I was out in the backyard late last night. And I was like, Matt, you're just a drifter guy. You're not, oh, you're not one of these settle down with a wife and kids guy. You're just not that. And it's hard. It's hard to remember who you are and what role you are in life when you're involved in a town or a city. Or It's hard because you're involved with all this other shit. And then, like, you forget. You're like, oh, wait, I'm a drifter, and that's who I really am. And that's who I've been for, like, 20 years. or Since I was 19, I went to my, my friend Veronica and Gavin's in Schomburg, that was the, one of the first times I moved out of my parents' house because we weren't getting along then. Big surprise. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, I started drifting. I mean, I really think about it. Like, I started drifting around when I was, like, 19. I, I worked at Borders out here in Oakbrook, and I, I went all the way to Schomburg from Elmhurst, if you know, you know, people that know where this is. I'm just saying, like, You know, and and sometimes when I get these jobs, I, like, look for people that, like, might need a roommate or something. And it sucks because this one lady at Whole Foods said she needs a roommate, but then she said she wants it to be female. So I'm like, well, I can't help you there. (laughs) So, I don't know. Like, I'm just reminding myself that I really am a drifter, even though, like, Oh, people argue that real drifters don't work jobs, but it, oh, here, hold on. If you look up the definition of drifter on Google, it says something like a person who goes from place to place or job to job with no goal or ambition or whatever. And that's, that's what the definition, not word for word, but if you look it up on Google, that's what it says under drifter. And that's what I've been. I mean, I drifted around Elmhurst and worked for like five different companies last year. You know, I mean, I I do different kinds of stuff than your average Joe. Like, and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I do. So it's just like, yeah. I mean, months ago, I was at a car wash working. I was at Jewel. (laughs) I was at Sal's liquor store for a couple months. I mean, I I go all over and I love working for places for a little bit and then quitting and going somewhere else. It's just so interesting. So that's how I do the working world as a drifter. And then, uh, you know, traveling. Well, when I, when, when, when social security finally, I mean, it's been about almost 15 days, so I have about 15 more days max, 15 more working business days, not weekends, of course. But 
to find out about my social security status on my disability, how much they're going to take back because I make too much at Whole Foods now. So it's like uh, they're going to they're going to give me my amount. Like I, I'm just waiting for that envelope to come in the mail. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm going to ask my father. I'm going to say, all right, well, it's time to make me the payee, which means hand over that debit card. <laughs> and then who knows? I mean, I mean, I, I just want to get out of my parents' house with my disability. I mean, I, it's not that I don't want an RV, but then you guys, sometimes I'm like, why don't I just travel around with my disability money that's saved up and, and not worry about a vehicle breaking down and all that stuff and just drift around on buses and trains, you know, to different cities like Megabus, because Megabus is killer. Even the seats, you can fall asleep. It's comfortable. And they got Wi-Fi on the bus so I can make videos and, you know, do crazy life stories with people on the bus and shit. Yeah. So, like, that's nuts. But, like, so I'm thinking maybe even just do that route instead of getting an RV. Like, I'm on the fence on both. Either one would be cool. I see they take a monster hit. Uh, either of them would be cool. But I'm almost thinking I could make my money last longer if I just drifted around and stayed in motels and, you know, if went to places where I know people and stayed with them for a bit and just did stuff like that and just went around and did the podcast, like went around the United States and traveled on buses and trains for cheap travel see then you don't have to worry about gas because gas is so high and i don't know like i might just do that route like if i have a lump sum like i've drifted on nothing on a bus or with like a couple hundred dollars or what you know if i have thousands of dollars with me fuck man i could i really could make a nice trip and go here i go to denver for a little bit and then go to fucking you know uh, Seattle and Port- I go back to Portland for like a couple days. You got to be careful in those cities because they are fucking dangerous now. But it'd be interesting to see them again after I haven't been there for a while. That'd be fucking interesting. So, and then just drift around, go to Arizona, go here, just go weird, play New Mexico, just random and meet people and then just hit. Hit play on the podcast and see what these people have to say. You know, right. So, I mean, that's the vision. The vision is to drift around with the podcast because I tested it in Kenosha and it got like 25 plays. So, like, obviously people like when I go places and fucking do the podcast somewhere else. That's obviously a hit. You know, so it's like, okay, I, I mean, I had to, te- I tested it locally in the Midwest with Kenosha and it worked and I'm glad I did because it make it gave, it, that's what gave me the inspiration to fucking 
if I could drift around on a lump sum of money, I could really make this podcast real big because I'd be drifting around the United States talking to people, recording different episodes with people, and people would really like that. I know they would because they already like my stories and I'm just one guy. So if I, I got other people's, and look, I mean, even the guy Will from London, he wants to give his content now from across the pond. So I'm like, dude, this, this is a sign that this project has to keep going on and on and on because I know I'm going on on this episode, but I don't give a shit. So it is what it is. But like this podcast has to go on and on and on because I've tested different things about it and it works and it's nice and it's cool. And everybody at Whole Foods, I, I got another guy, this other guy, Dave, he start. I just listened to his first two episodes. He just started one. He used to be a clown. And then like, he talks about the grocery store and I was laughing my ass off cause I work there and I get it. And it's like, so I even got somebody at work who listened to my podcast to start their own. So that's really cool. So it's like, yeah, I mean, not got, but I help. I influ. I was an influencer, <laughs> whatever, how, whatever you want to call it. But that's cool, man. And it's so cool when people come up to me at Whole Foods and they're like, dude, I love your podcast, man. They're like, it's it's perfectly done. And I'm like, you guys, this is so funny because I'm just telling stories which come from inside of you. And you don't really need an editor and you don't really need to, like, edit shit. You just tell the story. And, like, it just works. Because podcasts are so in these days. Like, I know I've said all this a million times, but... Again, I'm just blown away that this... I'm blown away that I had the balls to start this because, like, it's so fucking fun. (laughs) And now I'm getting attention from across other countries. And I'm not saying... I mean, it it breaks down the percentages on Anchor. And there's, like, a couple... You know, there's a couple percentage of other countries. But to actually get a message from somebody from England, from London, is like, whoa, dude. Like, that means you're on to something with this podcast because people are appreciating it, not just even in the United States. (laughs) So it's like, damn, that's nuts. But it's great because this is a, because podcasting is great. It's like this guy, Dave said that started his own. Uh, I think his is called the crazy world of Dave and Corky too. If you want to look that up on Spotify, I just looked it up. It's there. So he's got like two or three episodes in the trailer. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so, what else I was going to say? I don't know. It's just podcasting. Oh, that guy Dave who started his, his, he was telling me today at work, he's like, it's like old-time radio. And I'm like, you're right. Podcasting is like old-time radio. Like from like the 50s. That's what this shit, it's like a modernized version of that. That's what it is. He's right. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's all I got. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm forgetting, but... I think that's about it for now. Like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, I'm just trying to hang in there like everybody else, you know? Like, I just, I don't even know. Like everybody else, I don't even ever know what's going to happen. I mean, like, you know, every once in a while I'll get an interview for a better job and like a little hope, and then it doesn't happen, and then it's like back to retail for a while. And then it's just like this cycle just over and over, you know, and I'm just like, uh, I'm so good at retail, but I just wish it, 
Like, even management makes, like, 20 an hour. And I'm like, dude, if I made 20 an hour at this job, I'd be the happiest guy ever. But $15 an hour just doesn't cut it. Like, it's just like, ugh. So, sorry, I had to take one more hit. <laughs> I kind of like the silence after all the talking. <laughs> Anyways, that's about all I got. So, this is Matt uh, surviving another manic Monday here on Crazy Life Stories on Anchor. Oh, yeah. Keep listening. Uh, definitely in the next... When, whenever... I mean, I'm putting... The, I, I put the information out there about how, how Will can get a hold of me. So whenever he hears this and uh, sends me his email, uh, hopefully he has an email, <laughs> uh, then we can start rolling on. Because he wanted to talk to me before and explain some stuff before we recorded. And I said, that's awesome. So, um, yeah. So eventually, my point is eventually that'll happen. And then, uh, you know, never know. I don't know, like, life could change any time. So it's like, if my social security money comes, like, because I believe in this project so much, like, if that money comes this week or next week, should be by next week at the latest, by next Friday. But uh, when that comes and I can get a hold of that money, I mean, I believe in this project enough to, like, drift around on, like, 20 grand and just, like, drift around and just interview with people and not even interview, like, just talk with people about life. Yeah. On this podcast, I think it could really grow even more. Because I don't want it just to be about me. Like, I know I started it, but, like, I'm just saying I don't want it to just be about me. I want it to be about the world. Because we live in a crazy life story world. <laughs> there's a crazy life story on the news. Or there's like a hundred crazy life stories on the news every fucking day. So it's like, you know, I want, I want to get some of these people. I want to talk to them and see what they have to say. But you got to go out and travel and stuff and do that stuff to do this. So, yeah, I'm willing to take my disability fund and fucking take the risk of traveling around the United States and doing this podcast and, you know... I think I think it's be I think it would be worthwhile. So it's coming up on thirty minutes. Holy cow! I went off on this one, but it felt so good. I feel so much better now after just explaining my day to someone that'll listen. <laughs> I just feel so much better. Yeah. Anyways, like I said, this is Matt for Crazy Life Stories on Anchor. Uh, New episodes on the way. <laughs> Over 30 minutes. Oh, my God. You guys have a great night. And have a good... T I forgot it was Monday. The days blend together so much. Uh, have a great... I'm off tomorrow, so I'm stoked. I'm going to take a long bike ride. But, uh, uh, yeah, have a great Tuesday. Have a great Wednesday. I don't know. I'll check in eventually. But uh, this is Matt for Crazy Life Stories. I've said it three times. Peace. Have a great night, guys. Bye.